What is going on, everybody? I am so excited for this episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Typically, we'll have maybe up to four people on. But we got seven people on here today. Seven different guests that come from seven different backgrounds doing seven different things, but have come together as a cohesive team. And we're going to be talking about that, the importance of teamwork. So I'll go ahead and bring everybody on here. What's up, Joel? Hello. We've got Josh once again. What's up, brother? How's it going? We got Richie coming back. How are you? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Got Ricky coming back as well. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Nice to see you. We've got Jaron once more. And Steve. What is going on, guys? This is quite the uh, this is quite the team here. Yeah. We're the better looking Brady bunch with no blonde chicks. (laughs) We got Huds, so yeah. These are blonde chicks. Huds is a black one now. (laughs) Huds is a black girl. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, But yeah, guys, I wanted to I wanted to get together because you know we've we've got an exciting announcement. So with this group, you know, this is just a portion of Men of Now. And what we're going to be doing, which we can even expand upon a little bit later, but surprise announcement, we're launching a fully-fledged community this week. So this Friday, we'll have a, a separate announcement for it, but this Friday, we're actually creating a men's group, the Men of Now community, where all of us are going to be involved, along with so many other different people, coaches that do so many different things. So whatever area of your life you want to level up in, We'll have somebody there for you. So super excited to announce that. And I wanted to, I wanted to just like, you know, pose the question to you guys. Like, I, I, I don't even know where to begin when it comes to teamwork. Like, what is teamwork to you? Like, were you always, um, did you always understand the importance of a cohesive team? Or no, no. <laughs> not at all. Nope. No. They did it for you. No. Yeah. No. It was well, self-centered all day. I was thinking about this actually. So. I'll start us off. Yeah, I uh, was always Joel, like a. You gotta get that mic. You gotta get that mic right up oh, to okay. your mouth, dude. Yep, gotcha. Go. So I always like played a team player. So in high school, I, I did sports and stuff. And uh, even though I was, you know, like for cross country, for example, I was captain for three years. However, I was captain because I was good. <clears throat> At the end of the day, I still competed for myself. So as you guys know, being selfish does not get you far in life. And so when I got into the real world, where you couldn't just get praise for your talents and stuff. I realized I had a lot of work to do. And even today, you know, it's, a, it's still a, it's still a job for me to remember like the bigger picture. Remember that, you know, we're all in this together. It's not just about me. It's not just about one other person too. So that helps kind of lessen the ego as well. And just a couple of weeks ago too, I was like thinking about like going back on the solo train and in the matter of four days, I heard from five different people that <laughs> you got to be on a team. And a couple of those guys are here, Josh Huds, and then Tom Brady, and the rock who I didn't talk to personally, but they do have a podcast and they were both like, dude, you got to have a team. You got to have a team. And so now I'm seeing the importance of it. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was, I, I have a quote that I'll pull up uh, at some point. Uh, but that's what I, I kind of learned myself. Like you can't go about life solo. And when you have a cohesive team, um, you can really get a lot of things done. Everybody has their specific strength within a team. And when you can identify that strength and encourage them, then you really, it's like all pistons firing in the engine. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's like uh, everybody I know that's very, very, very successful. Like when I was very first, like just starting out and kind of, you know, figuring out life in the business world and like, you know, in the being an employee and then like doing entrepreneurial adventures. And I would, when I would talk to, you know, a lot of these guys, because I was like, had so many ideas and so many different things. And, you know, I was really coming up against like a lot of different walls. So I was going to a bunch of my mentors for a lot of advice. Every single one of them always started their sentence the exact same way, which was, my business partner and I, or my business partners and I, or my team and I wound up doing X, Y, and Z. And so, yeah, that really drilled the point home. Um, and so once I started, you know, building my own teams, um, you know, in my, my business life, but also just for kind of like, you know, your life in general, um, you really do understand the importance of one, having people with complementary skill sets that, you know, complement what you're good at, as well as you can complement what they're good at. But more importantly, they cover your blind spots. And so, you know, we all have blind spots um, and so when you've got a, a good team that, you know, can make sure that your, your back is watched and your sides are watched. Um, you know, that really, really helps you out in just ways that you don't even realize until you're like a little bit later down the road. And you're like, oh, yeah, we could have fallen through that pitfall real easy if it wasn't for my partner over here that wound up, uh, you know, identifying this as a potential problem early or this, this other you know, partner who took care of this beforehand. So now we don't have to deal with it and make it a major issue. So yeah, the, the importance of teamwork has uh, been drilled into my skull time and time again. So yeah, I'm a, a huge proponent and huge, huge advocate of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Josh, you and I were talking yesterday. I'll just say for like the four of us up, up top here, um, like Josh and HUDs are very similar in the way they operate. And Jaren and I are also very similar in the way we operate. And us four complement well, each other well together. Um, Josh and I were kind of talking about like, Huds and Josh, you do have kind of more of the analytical side of things. And Jaron and I, we're more of the, we have that heart. We just, you know, go all in. And so combining that, it's really good. And the third piece of it is the soul. And that's why we're all here together is because we all have the soul. And without the soul, you know, what are, what are you going to do? So it's just, you know, we're, we're all in this together. It's just so cool, man. It's just are we a soul train? Can we bring that term back? We are. Well, yeah. you, also, right, you also have to have the right team, right? Because again, if you're on the wrong team where everyone's like not cohesive or causing friction, or you know, if like one person has to dominate absolutely everything in every aspect and like just to micromanage everything, then it's just a total nightmare, right? So, you know, yeah, teams are, are great, but make sure it's like, you know, the right team because the wrong team can just be equally a force multiplier for, you know, destructiveness. That's Every team has that one asshole. Yeah. So, well, that's such a guys. Interesting which one of us is it? It's probably me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about this in the shower. Actually, masculine hierarchy, right? Like, there's within that group of people. Like, there's always got to be one or two people. And I think that this can you can be a leader in like your own space. And I think that's ultimately what we're getting down to is like maybe uh, Hudson, Josh, are the thinkers. Maybe Jaron and uh, and Joel are the the heart, or they're they're the work, and then you've got the execution guy, and then you've got the finance guy. You know, if we're talking business business wise, and and it's really interesting because like I, I revert back to like high school sports. I wasn't a popular kid, right? Like so, but I played every sport. So I felt like I was playing an individual sport within a within a team. It's like mm -hmm. feeling alone within you're this space and like you're you're in this with 11 other guys or nine other guys i guess if you're playing baseball and your personal performance is whether it's exceptional or not you have to play as a unit because you could have you have so many different 
especially on sports teams, you have so many different people like in high school where they're, where they're in such different social hierarchies, right? You've got like the three or four jocks and you've got like the normal kids that just kind of do whatever they're going to do. Then maybe a dork or two or whatever. And, and if those people don't figure out how to come together, then that's where they fail. And that's why the, there, there's such a disparity because you can have 11 all-stars that don't play well together and they go 0-21, whereas you can have an average team like the first year um, the first year Vegas Golden Knights where they were just a whole bunch of rejects that just came together and put the heart and soul into their team and somebody became the leader there and all and all of that. It's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, way we go about as men kind of just shuffling around responsibilities and you know figure out who's alpha and what they're alpha at and respecting that boundary because that comes in as well. You made a good point there too on the all-star team. And I've been on teams like that where individually every single player is fantastic. But going back to my previous comment, I said it in jest, but now I'm thinking, all right, it led to something. I I am serious in that sense that I've been on teams where we're all, we're all pretty solid and there's that one asshole on the team and it's like a cancer and it brings the entire morale of the team down. And there was a time, I think it was like my junior year of high school maybe sophomore year. And I told my coach like, Hey, we got to cut this kid. We got to get him off the team. No one, no one likes this kid. He's, he's constantly getting on people and it's not like a productive way someone strikes out, oh, loser, oh, you suck, you're terrible. It's like, he's a cancer, we don't need him. At that time, he was the best player on the team. And eventually, thank God, he didn't make it because of grades, because turns out, you know, if you're an asshole, you're probably terrible at other areas of your life, too. So he didn't make grades, and uh, he finally got off the team. And then we got really good really fast, because we had that nice, cohesive bond and that unified hatred towards that one kid that got cut from the team. So it is important to make sure. I'm a systems and theories guy, so I always say a system's only as strong as the weakest component. And although he was a good ball player talent-wise, he was weak in his own personal sense and self, and he brought the entire morale of the team down. Yeah, you know, my first experience yeah, I just with teams want to hop was, in and say one thing, though. Yeah, go ahead, Rich. Oh, I'm sorry. You go. Go, Rick. No, you got it. You oh, got it. My first experience on teamwork was in a mixed martial arts fighting career. And I had 21 fights. And, and before every fight, it's like we're training with the team. We're training with the team. We're training with the team. But when I came to perform, I was in there by myself. And when that cage door closes, it's just me in there. But having that, knowing that team was behind me, knowing that I had these people that were holding intentions with me, that were yelling on the sides. And sometimes if I was traveling away from the team, maybe it's just me and my coach, but having that one person in the corner who I know understands me, they know my weaknesses, they know my strengths, they know what I, what I can and what I cannot do. That's when the, really, the teamwork really showed. And you know, it's like, we think about team sports or, or teamwork. Sometimes we think that it's the team that's always there with us. But for me, sometimes it was just knowing the team had my back gave me the strength and the fortitude to perform at my best when I was alone. And even now, when I travel to different parts of the world, sometimes I move to a new place or I travel to a new place and I don't know anyone in this area, but I know I've got my community behind me no matter where I go in the world. So it's like when I think of teamwork, I really think of like the fundamental human need, which is need for community, need for connection. And when I've got a solid team behind me, I can take on anything, even if I'm by myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I come here from a little different angle. Like, I actually feel like I've been on a team since I was born because I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So we have a tight, tight knit community. Uh, my family's been always 
in that inner circle. And I, that's what I've been doing, building an inner circle of really like-minded people that want to level up and really succeed in life. So everybody can pull out the best in each other. That's real teamwork right there. That's how you win. I've been on sports teams that won and I've been on sports teams that lost, but as at the end of the day, as long as we're all together and we bring out the best in each other, that's, that's real teamwork right there. <clears throat> Richie made a good point too in terms of uh, family. So I used to always think that I was always the lone wolf. A lot of people in the space say the Sigma type male. And I thought that that was a virtue. Um, I am actually naturally quite introverted. A lot of people don't realize that because I can lean into my extroversion when needed. But I got to the point that once I started collaborating with, you know, a lot of the faces up here that I realized things just became a lot easier, that I don't have to do everything by myself, that I don't have to be the, the head and sole decision maker for all these activities that really I'd rather not be doing or that maybe I'm not as proficient as doing. And when you mentioned the family thing, that kind of kicked the thought. I haven't thought of this before. Like, oh, I've always been on a team too. I grew up, I'm the oldest of four siblings, but we're all within 30 months of each other. So my younger brother, he's 18 months behind me. And then my mom had twins that are a few months behind him, about a year behind him. So we were all really tight knit growing up. And I think for me going kind of the lone wolf, the Sigma male type way is because I've always had a hard time finding a team that is as cohesive as my siblings and I, like we have always had each other's backs since we were kids, grew up in a tumultuous kind of family. My parents had a very long drawn out, painful divorce that we all had to kind of go through. So we grew up as a core, as, as a unit. And then I went out in the world and didn't have that anymore. So I'm like, all right, I'm better as myself. So it is nice coming to the sense that, you know, I, I could say that we're essentially like family, that as an adult, you have to kind of find that new family, especially if you do come from a family background. I think that was a fantastic point. It, it just spurred that thought that I'd, I'd never had brought up before. Yeah, yeah. I think a key word that you both, you know, um, you know, Richie and Ricky, you both have brought up, right, is that word of community, right? Because, you know, within your individual teams, right, there's a broader community, right? And so when you have a really good, focused, solid, um, cohesive community, there's a lot of really great things that can be done because, again, certain teams are going to specialize in certain things, right? Um, so it's, you know, very fun when you can, you can kind of have like a little bit of like comp competition, right. Between like the, the individual teams, but again, like broader community cohesion, um, is definitely something that's, um, you know, extremely uh, impactful, especially that's what makes the, the internet age such a spectacular place now, because again, you can really find your teammates and your you know community while not having to be geographically restricted, right? It's like, I mean, all of us are here in this exact same space, um, you know, in cyberspace, but, you know, our geography is speaking, like we're all completely, you know, separated. And a lot of us have like never actually physically met in person. So to get <laughs> to have, yeah, that like, it, you know. It's weird when you on, physically yeah. meet in person. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah. Josh, I remember the first time I met you, I'm like, oh, he's real. And then when I ran into Joel at the airport, I'm like, you know, we, we've talked so many times before, but when you physically meet in person, it's the craziest thing. I met, I met Rich for the first time this last weekend, like, whoa. And the first thing I said, like, finally, meet, fi finally nice to see you in the flesh. And he's like, wow. He's like, Jaron, you do exist. You know, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> You're, My first thought real, was why so he's a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> my first thought when I saw Jaron was like, he's 3D. <laughs> like, he's not yeah. this 2D face on a screen. And he's yeah. Jack. So I'll give you that one. Like, yeah, I'm a big boy down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, I mean, you know, I think the question that I would, um, you know, pose to the group is like, you know, when you guys are sussing out like, um, you know, a type of team that you want to be on, like what what are traits of like a good team that you you look for? And then what are traits of like a really dysfunctional team that you you try to avoid 
Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start with um, <clears throat> some things that I've been finding are so important. And that's actually what I found from men's communities. I've been a part of in the past is always uplifting each other. You know, if, if, you know, exactly what you were saying, Jaron, um, having somebody on a team that's, that's bringing other people down, that is, it's a poison. And when you have a team where, uh, you know, whenever somebody is, you know, they don't necessarily have to be, um, it doesn't have to be a huge win. It could be small things. It's just showing appreciation. And when you show appreciation across the entire team, uh, it just naturally everybody feels better and you do better. So that that's number one thing that I look for. Yeah, I look for like, are they cool? Like, are they are they bros? That that's what I was like. Can I can I hang with yeah. them? Can I chill with them for a minute? Uh, and then all the other stuff comes together. But I gotta like like you. <laughs> I'd be like, this guy's cool. Well, how many say. how many multi billion dollar corporations is, do do you guys know of that have terrible awful culture leadership? Oh yeah, most of them. They all have terrible culture. Pretty much every company I've worked for, yeah, there's it's 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 pretty bad. All the, I've I've said thing I've said this before in job interviews, and it usually gets me the offer to where that's like, oh, what's your hiring philosophy? How do you manage your teams? I always say like, oh, I don't really like type type top down type leadership structures. I'm more of a flat level leader, open door policy. I take a consultative approach. My job is to be a resource to give my employees or direct reports what they need to be successful and liaise between upper leadership and them. And then I usually say, Hey, I know it's really hard when you're going through a stack of resumes. We all look good. There's all the qualifications there. But when I hire people, usually I ask myself if like, can't one, can I spend eight hours a day with this person minimum and not get annoyed or actually be able to, to vibe with them and get stuff done? That's the first one. Then two, there was a time years ago I was working for a company and I was going on a speaking engagement and we had it was a girl and I, and they sent all of her stuff to Portland, Maine instead of Portland, Oregon. And she was a, uh, she, she was a black girl. So she didn't have any of the hair products or anything. And she's like, Oh, we'll just get it. We get, we got in late too. It was like 1130 PM when we finally got in like delays and shit. And uh, we got to Portland, Oregon. I'm like, uh, you, you'll realize really quickly that Portland, Oregon is like the lightest city in the U.S. And there's no like urban hair products at all. So, and then they also our our shirts for the event, some of like our marketing stuff for the booth. All of that ended up in Portland, Maine. First day of the exhibit was the next day. So we got to improvise. The only thing open was a Rite Aid. So we bought some ugly purple shirts. They weren't even our brand colors. We just kind of kind of made it happen. But she and I had such a good time on that trip. And then we actually got quite a few leads at the event because it was just a funny story. We're telling people like hey like what's going on here it's like funny story and like we just we just we just wrote it with stride and so i use that example like in job interviews and they I, usually gets me the offer um which is quite funny like can you handle adversity together is a huge one and if not then i don't want to ride with you I, i'd rather go by myself yeah i appreciate that i would say for me it's authenticity it's like how, how, how honest can you be with yourself about how you show up in the world? Like, I don't want to hear your stories or your, or your costumes or your fake false identity of who you think you need to be to get loved and accepted. It's like, I want to hear your darkness. I want to hear the stuff you don't want anyone to know about. I want to hear your dark secrets. It's like, I think that if leaders or individuals in general have the courage to show up fully and show up and own all of their mistakes or all of the things that they don't love about themselves, I can trust that person. And when I know, like, and trust somebody, I can follow them. I can learn from them and I can trust them when, when things get difficult or when, when things become hard because they're going to be real. They're going to show up for who they are and they're going to bring that authenticity to the rest of the group. Yeah, you're connected on a deeper level, too. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you, under, you understand more of why that person or why your people, I guess, 
are the way that they are based on what they've told you because you know keeping secrets keeps you at a distance and that breeds distrust in the first place yeah i mean a, a key thing that i always look for is um you know i always look more for like one can people sort of can they stand their ground and two is there um you know differences in in thought ways right because yeah i love having teams where everybody is like mine has got a similar vision but i also need it to be a little bit more diverse in thought because it teams can devolve into mob mentality real quick right if like everybody's just way too aligned on everything and then it's like you know you all like kind of you know steamroll yourselves like into the exact same corner so, you know, I love it when I have teams and, uh, you know, I've got business partners or whatever. And I say, hey, you know, I'm going to pitch this idea. And they're like, dude, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. But here's like why it's dumb. Right. And let's like work through it. Right. So, you know, by, but again, having the ability to like stand up for your ideas, what you think about um, and be able to like relay that one, it makes me respect, um, you know, the, the team a lot more. But then also, too, it just shows that, you know, like, hey, everybody in here is not just like agreeable. And they're always going to be like, yes, yes, absolutely. Like, you know, that healthy discord actually makes things better because, you know, as much as I like to think that I'm right 100 percent of the time, I'm right 99.9 percent .9 of the time. So it's, it's 0.1 percent of the time that I'm like, <laughs> not right. I want to know. So, you know, it's good. To, it's good to win. Uh, you know, again, people can let me know that, but also I can let my teammates know that. And again, they don't take it like, you know, as a, a personal offense or a personal front. It's more of like, hey, you know, we we want it's the same thing. We have the same vision. We just might be disagreeing about the best way to get there. So, again, let's figure it out because, you know, again, covering blind spots. Sometimes I can see what they can't see. And a lot of times they can see what I can't see. Yeah, I just want to hop in and say the way I went about it is um, I just I lead with love. That's that's the number one thing you got. Like my my guys outside right now, we were on a camping trip. We're in the middle of the woods. Everyone has a role. Everyone's doing something and we're all having fun together and we're bringing that together. So like any person in my life, whether it's a woman or my friends or my inner circle or a community like this, everyone's has a piece of that pie and everybody got to bring that stuff together. And it's going to be it's going to be huge. Yeah. It, yeah. It goes back to, you know, what I was saying with that, you know, how do people speak to one another, you know, showing that love and appreciation for the team. And when you see that in a community, it really, because I didn't experience that a lot in most jobs um, until I got into some of these communities. And then from that, it just kind of changed the course. Um, I mean, the job I'm in right now, I absolutely love because of the people and um, seeing the different management styles of that. So I really think that that that's uh, it, it's just it's just huge. And then, you know, <clears throat> Josh, what you're saying, like being able to have those tough conversations when you're disagreeing with the team, how do people handle that type of conversation? Do they get defensive? Do um, do they shut down or are they understanding and willing to work through that adversity together with you? And I think seeing how uh, seeing conflict management, how they do that is probably one of the most important things yeah even on this team we've had our disagreements before i think we had one recently that really it came down to just requiring more information and that's going to come up constantly so it's like a relationship when you hear people say like oh we never fight like okay we don't fight we don't argue we don't raise our voices but there should be healthy disagreements otherwise as josh mentioned you will fall into a group think mentality and you will drive the entire herd off of the edge of a very very deep 
cliff with a lot of sharp rocks. So it is a good thing to have that disagreement, but how do you go about doing it? And for us, it's like, Hey, you know, here's something that potentially uh, raises a concern for me. However, I don't have enough information to, to know, to have a strong opinion on it. I said all the time, like, this isn't my area of expertise, but here's a, the, the little, the little experience I do have. I have noticed these things. Let's just go ahead and iron these out. Okay. This isn't an issue. Then move forward. And I've been real surprised with this team, how, I would even call it conflict, just slight disagreements or making sure that it's more so identifying each other's blind spots and saying like, hey, this could potentially be a liability. It's not okay. We've assuaged that concern and then let's move forward in a healthy manner. And I've been I've been real grateful for that. Whereas in corporate America, you don't get that stuff a lot of times. They usually see you just as a widget in a widget maker, a cog in a larger machine, and you are replaceable. And they'll always say, they'll post on their website, I work in marketing. It's like, we need to update our core values. And like, you you know, it's all bullshit. They're like, Jared, Jaren, we believe this. Make sure you get that through your marketing message. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't believe that at all because I work for you and you're a douche. But, okay, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, conflict resolution is so huge. And, you know, kind of going with to, to Ricky said is like authenticity. And I think business can be a great way to grow as a person too because I know my family of origin, we didn't handle conflict resolution well. It was uh, a lot of, you know, passive aggressiveness and all that. So this has really taught me like how to actually like sit with uncomfortable emotions and talk about painful things. And like Jaron was saying the other night, we came to a good resolution and life just moved on. It was like, you know, that happened. And, and now, now we push forward. Yeah. And I think what makes a good team too, right. Is you can need, you know, people that are experienced and then you need like, you know, newer folks that aren't, aren't as experienced. Right. And so if you're like, you're a newer person to a community, right. And you're not quite sure like, Hey, you know, what type of value or whatever it is I can offer one, you know, just being able to show up and being willing to like, you know, um, keep things going with a, a positive attitude is great. But then also too, like, you know, for us on the more experienced side, right. Then it's like, okay, great. We have a lot of knowledge that we can relay. We've got a lot of experiences like anecdotes, whatever. But again, if you're a newer person, the thing that you bring that a lot of times people overlook is that you have a fresh set of eyes on things, a fresh perspective. So you always can ask the questions that are very much like, Hey, you guys have been doing this for like the last like three years. Like, why do you do it that way? And it's like, Oh, actually we never, stop to think about it. Is there maybe a better way we could do this? Like, so, I mean, that's why I love with being, you know, teams and having new members on the team is when they're, you know, again, very curious, but again, like going back to Richie's point, very authentic, but also, you know, again, bring those fresh set of eyes and fresh perspectives on things. Cause then like, you know, if you really believe in something, explain your belief system to somebody, and then you'll see if you actually really understand what you believe. And so, you know, that's a really, really key important thing when you, when you have a team. That's a fantastic yeah, bring, point. Like, yeah, you bring in like that fresh energy also. Yep, it's yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell people like, I'm not married to my ideas or you guys will see this when you're dating. You'll have a girl that has a really hardcore opinion on something and you realize you're like, okay, go ahead and explain that more. And I'm open, I'm open-minded. So go ahead and explain that more. How'd you come to this con logical conclusion? And usually it's just, oh, it's just what everyone said. It's just what I heard. I'm like, so you don't actually believe it. You just haven't inserted new beliefs or contrasting beliefs and actually kind of weighed them out against each other to see what you truly believe. It's just been kind of prescribed to you. And when it goes to the authenticity thing, I think that's huge too, especially as this pertains to launching this new group. So guys that are watching, I get this for other groups I've been in and I've managed where guys will be like, well, I don't know if I'm at that level or I don't know really what value I can add. And going back to that self-love thing and the authenticity, you do have something that's ridiculously valuable to other people. And if you can't identify that in yourself, then you're really holding yourself back. And I think a lot of the lone, lone 
wolf sigma male type guys are i think if they really were to audit their own internal belief systems they'd realize that that okay like maybe i don't have something to add but you do have something to add even if you don't think it's much for someone else in that group or on that team that that may be their blind spot and you won't even know it unless you actually put yourself out there so uh, guys like when you are joining the team uh, you can sit back a bit at the beginning but do come to the conclusion or realize really quickly what what is the one thing or two things or three things i'm ridiculously good at that i can really add to this team to bring up the entire team it's very good like that yeah i like the love too that you, you mentioned because you know being in sports in high school if you said the word love you're gonna get beat up because <laughs> it's uh it's, it's stupid right yeah. um and now it's just like yeah it's all about the love and it's all about um there's a three-letter word they used to use back in the day that you cannot use anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, <laughs> so the, the, yeah. the love of the game, right? So that's the thing, right? Um, and I think that's what it is too, though. Again, when you find those people that have like that common, common passion, enthusiasm. So, um, and again, you know, like especially for guys thinking about like you know joining this group or other groups or anything, right? Um, you know, if you're always like curious or just wondering, like, hey, you know, you got to figure out like what is the kind of like vibe right and how well you can mesh and gel with it but the big fun thing is is that there's a lot of um like extremely enthusiastic um members that are again very very well vested and interested in making sure like everybody um like finds their their place in their role in their niche because uh, again like the going back to what i say a lot of times in consultations is my favorite thing about this whole entire space is seeing all the all the guys have the exact same tools, but they all build something completely different, you know? So Jaron might build like a, you know, a mega castle. I'm going to build a crazy supercar. Joel might build an airplane, you know, husband. He might wind up building an entire like shopping complex. Like Steve's going to build out a whole like industrial center. Like everybody's going to build something different with all the same sets of tools. So that to me is the most exciting part. But again, like you don't learn the basics or anything of these tools, like, you know, trying to figure it out on your own. Like when you get when you have a, a good team that complements you extremely well, um, you will very quickly start to not only learn more about um, like yourself and your potential, what you're capable of doing, but you also be able to see the effects that you can have on a broader side, kind of going to Jaron's point of, you know, when you lock yourself away, you don't really realize like the true ripple effect that you, you can have for, for the better. You feel like you're a part of something bigger, too, which has an amplification type effect. Yeah, absolutely. And it's way more fun. Yeah, yeah, it is ahead. way more fun. I mean, Joel, we, we were talking about this. We just launched uh, your Sobriety University community last week. This has been a project you've been working on for two and a half years. And by us getting connected, dude, I built out your website, got you all set up, trading ideas back and forth, and then it, it finally came to reality. That's the power of a team. It's, I just love it. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. And you did a great job. And it's like, I could never have done those things that you did um, by myself. And so it just shows that you need, you need other people to help you. And sure. um, I, a couple of these guys are part of the group too. And of course, you guys are all welcome. And it's we're, we're going to have our, our community as well coming up uh, very shortly here, which is very exciting. And yeah. it's, you know, it is, I can't even like put into words like the possibilities. <laughs> like yep. we'll only have to Friday see the third Friday the thirteenth, and I actually bought tickets for Joel and I to go to a rave to celebrate. Although Joel, Joel, <laughs> Joel awesome. will be sober at the rave, I may or may not be there with sunglasses on. <laughs> He's going with Molly. Let's just say, uh, yeah, yeah. Girl Molly. Yeah, her name's actually Sandy, but yeah, Molly's coming too. <laughs> I don't pop Molly at Rock Tom Ford, right? That's how yeah. that's not good. <laughs> 
And it, also, yeah, I mean, it, it brings out that drive too. That's what it, that's what I'm seeing here. It's like that drive, that inspiration, that vision. If everybody could support that and has that that grand goal, and you're all working towards it together, that's that's an unstoppable force right there. That's what we're well, trying again, to do. Like, you know, when you're all rowing on the boat, right? It's very apparent and clear when you're not rowing. So now you're like, well, I can't not row. So I guess I gotta like. That's keep a rowing. very so, good you know, point. The yeah. boat goes in circles when you have that one guy who's not rocking the oar <laughs> the way he should. Yeah. 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 So you know, it's it's good, especially like, all right, well, you know, I can't let the the team down. So again, you push yourself a lot further than you would just of your own volition, right? Like me again, I'm like naturally, I'm inherently like a pretty lazy guy. I always try to find the most like efficient means to do things. But yep. again, when I'm working with the team and they're like, hey, like we're depending on you for this, it's like, all right, well, I got to go put in the extra hours, the extra work because I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't do his part and like lets the team down. Like mm-hmm. that's not going to be me. It could be somebody else, but it's definitely not going to be me. So, you know, it your your pride kind of kicks in there. And again, you wind up getting more out of yourself as well. So that's a really, really huge um, benefit of being a part of a team. Yeah. So what's, so what is for a guy, let's say a guy is working by himself completely moved to a new place, even a new country, doesn't know anybody, doesn't really, I mean, he's going to have to develop hobbies. I mean, all this, all this stuff. What is step one for him? That's a a great question. Wow. You got a cold approach really helps with that. If you can learn the skill. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't approach. mean it. I should have put it in the private chat probably. God, yeah. <laughs> we, we go anywhere. I'm walking. I turn around like, where the hell's Joel? And he's like chatting up some chick and pulling the, the Google Translate, which which I, I'm not making fun of. When I first moved to Mexico years ago, I had the they didn't have Google yet. So it's the little yellow Spanish to English dictionary. I'm like, hold, hold on. <laughs> Just pull out the little book. I mean, but yeah, it helps. Usually hobbies are a very good place to start, right? Where it's like, all right, cool. At least you you show up and like you know that the other Jim. people there have a very similar right interest or disposition. Yeah. So there's a, some common threads, some commonality there. Um, yeah. And again, ideally, you want to do a little bit of homework first, so that way you can you know position yourself or like, all right, you know, I may not know anybody or anything, but at least I know like roughly like what areas I should go or what type of activities I should go to or engage in or hey, this is like a well-known touristy hangout. So that way, yeah, even though I'm not, you know, getting fully assimilated into the native side of things just yet, there's still a bunch of other travelers and things. And, you know, like I can get a little bit of uh, my bearings here. So right. uh, on the Internet, there's private groups. So for guys coming to Mexico City, there's plenty of foreigner groups on on the Facebook groups like they're open marketplaces. You can buy and sell. There's private groups. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I did a dedicated episode on Rich's channel and some guys reached out in Mexico like, hey, we have this private group for game guys in Mexico City. Like, all right, cool. And when Joel came down, I added him to that group. Guys that are into EDM, I'm in a couple of private groups there. So they're always posting events like private events, pool parties, like, you know, underground DJ type stuff. So that's, you know, I got, that's how I got the DL on, on the event that's coming up Friday. And so really, if you just go online and start looking around, you can, you can find these groups and then make sure that you don't get lost in the digital world. A lot of guys do this, especially guys that follow this manosphere, red pill type topics. They'll, they'll go down the rabbit hole and they'll, they'll get lost in their own mental thought sphere and they, and they don't ever lean into the analog side of the, themselves. So you do have to meet these people in real life. Don't, okay, well, my entire belief system is based on this very niche group that I'm a part of online. Well, get out there and get in front of these people in real life because you'll see yeah. that people are a little more dynamic than their online personas. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about it because I remember, I mean, most of my career I spent, what, 12 years or 10 years or something traveling basically constantly. So I was constantly immersing myself in just the new stuff. And I always had the side group of salesmen that I was always friends with, but they weren't exactly the best influence. So I picked up like golf. 
right? So you in golf, the culture is you get paired with random people if you show up as a single. So that's a that's a great way to go about it. I cycle now, so I joined the cycling club. So now we're all in a list. Everybody here's local. So you kind of like, hey man, you want to ride together? And even in sports like that, it's way more fun to be a team. Like even if you're an individual, it's way more fun to perform in an individual sport in a team setting than it is to do the individual sport by yourself. That's why it's so much fun, so much fun to take a girl bowling when you're going on a date. Because like you go bowling by yourself, dork. But take a girl bowling, <laughs> so it's all of a sudden not dorky now, right? <laughs> Great opportunity for a keno and escalation too. Let, let me show you how to hold the ball, and then she's got the curve on it. You're like, oh. Like, yeah. you're, you're actually better than I am. <laughs> I love what Jer- Jaron and Josh said about like the hobbies and, and the, the groups. And what I always imagine when I'm coming to a new community, I think of like, how can I lead and how can I serve? So my, the thing that really works for me is hosting my own events, hosting my own experiences. Because first of all, what, what, when I'm serving a community, I find that people are more open to help to invite me to other experiences. When I'm not just coming to a community to see what I can get, but I'm coming to a community to see what I can give. And then when I start when I start serving the community as a leader, whether I'm hosting events, I do authentic relating games or I do conscious intimacy games or song circles or whatever it might be. When I when I take a position as a leader, especially a leader who's focusing on service, then suddenly I go from just being this random tourist who's invited to a community to becoming somebody who's serving. And in my experience, when I'm serving, I'm receiving. When when I'm when people recognize that I'm here to give as much as I am to receive, then I'm more open and like uh, like Jared said, being invited to these special events. Last night I got to go to this birthday party that this guy put on for himself. He he hosted his own surprise birthday party. So he created, awesome. he, he created, it was, it was amazing. It's my new spirit animal. Yeah, he created this you WhatsApp this group. He put all the directions in there. He invited all of his friends, and he left the WhatsApp group. And so he had no idea what we were creating for him. And there were like 60 people there or something at this place. And it was amazing. It's like I got to connect. I personally got to connect with a number of people who I wouldn't have connected with if I didn't go to this party. So this guy really took leadership in his community. And he also asked for what he wants. And and so when I'm creating experiences for other people, I'm doing it for selfish reasons, but it's also kind of selfless at the same time. So I'm giving, but I'm also letting myself receive by becoming a leader in the community. And people notice when you do that too. Um, I, I think it's a huge thing to put yourself out there. And I've personally fallen into that camp where, okay, I don't feel like maybe I have as much value to add, add to a team. Even when I was a kid playing on sports teams, okay, at, a, at the surface level, yeah, I could integrate with the team. I was cohesive. But I, I, at my core, I never really truly felt like I was a part of the team. And I'm curious if any of you guys have been through that or for guys watching that may be going through that right now. You're sitting at home, you're consuming this type of content. And you're thinking like, yeah, I have this huge image conjured up in my head of how my life could be and how I could be popular and be part of the team and be like involved in this group. But you're holding yourself back. Have any of you guys been through that? And if so, what would you recommend to guys out there that, that are maybe currently going through that? I've been through that a ton and I've even been on it in this podcast. Like uh, a couple of months ago, I was on a stream right with now. you. And, right, <laughs> I'm moment. a loser. God, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was streaming with you and Huz, and I'm just like, I have no idea what the hell these guys are talking about. Like, it is way over my my expertise, and it's like all about dating. I'm like, I felt like a like a like a loser. And what it did is it made me go, okay, I have to get out there and level up. So use it to if you're feeling that feeling, I would recommend to use it because it's it's a sign that something in you is saying that you're not where you want to be. So how do you get there? And from there, I asked Huds a bunch of questions the next day. He helped me, and then next stream I came back on. 
having done what he told me to do. And I felt better. I felt like, okay, I belong here. And, you know, I think that's just human too. Like, you know, sometimes we like, I'm like Jaron, I'm like more of an introvert. So sometimes even being in these uh, with multiple people, I'm like my introvert side will come back and be like, yo, this is uncomfortable, dude. Like, you, you know, you should go be by yourself. And it's just pushing yourself through that comfort zone. And, and then it gets easier. Yeah. Say like, you know, you have to have a large degree of like trust, right? It's, you got to have like trust in your, your teammates. Um, but also it's very important never to lose sight of the the bigger vision. Cause sometimes that's what happens, especially when like, you know, people like butt heads or a serious situation comes up and people have differing opinions. Um, oftentimes people forget they're on the same team and that everyone on the team wants to see everyone win. So, um, I've seen like, you know, a lot of unnecessary friction, um, happen before and a lot of different teams, a lot of different groups, um, based off of like that very simple principle of like forgetting like, Hey guys, like we're all moving towards like this goal and everybody that's here, we all want to see each other win. And so it's, but it's amazing how sometimes like people can really quickly forget that. And so it's just like, you know, now this guy doesn't like this guy or these two people aren't getting along or like half the group is on one side or the other. And it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, like we all still like want to see each other, like do well and win. So, um, you know, just, you have to have that, like that level of trust and, and always keep sight on, um, you know, the, the vision you guys are working towards. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention, I know we talk about it a lot, but really the importance of it is proper vetting. Because when you're bringing somebody onto a team, um, I've learned this. Uh, patience has been uh, has been key for me. And I don't just bring somebody in as soon as I meet them. Like I may have a great conversation with them, but it takes time to see uh, them show their true colors. Like are they actually this um, first impression that I got or not? And I, I think that's incredibly important and often gets overlooked uh, with, uh, with different teams. And it's okay to take time before you're building out because – it was patience that brought all of these guys together. And I love each and every one of them. And they all have such different perspectives and bring such beautiful flavors to my life. So that's just my two cents. Someone mentioned this earlier too, the importance of a team. Like, how do you know if you're on a good team or not? And if it's a team that fosters a culture and environment where you're looking to build each other up. So I went to a meetup for one of my groups this last weekend and there's a guy there. I hadn't seen him probably since the meetup we had a year, year and a half prior. And at the previous meetup, he, he was just in a bad state. I remember coming up to him at one point, we were at a bar in Nashville. I was like, Hey man, you having a good time? He's like, no, it's terrible. And this guy was known in the group affectionately as Virgin insert his name. I don't reveal people's identities here publicly, but uh, Virgin, you know, so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, we saw him this time, like, Hey, Virgin, Virgin, so-and-so, uh, he has a better vibe to him, you know, you know, looks like things are looking up for him. And then he eventually revealed to us and in some of the private chats, you know, we kind of helped him through it. And, and I told him at one point, I was like, dude, when we, when we found out that you lost your virginity, we literally all celebrated. We were so happy for you. Like it, I was more excited about this guy getting laid than like when I get laid, you know, like, like after a while, the novelty kind of wears off. Like, oh, it's just sex, whatever. But we were so happy for this guy. And then we were sitting around kind of a campfire type thing. We're like, all right, who, who? I, I present the notion to bury the name Virgin, insert his name tonight. We're like, all right, that name dies. It dies tonight. And the, the next day we were doing an activity and I let it slip out. Like, Jaron, we buried that name. We put it to bed last night, you know, better than so-and-so put, put, you know, whatever chick he was with to bed. And the other day in another group I managed, someone came out like uh, he did an intake form and like a uh, total number of girlfriends, like never had a girlfriend, sexual experience zero. I'm like, so not, you know, and especially if you're a guy in that place, I didn't mean to call him out, but I, in one of the comments, I was like, so are you a virgin? He's like, yes. I'm like, yes, new challenge. Like I get so pumped, <laughs> I get so pumped up for these guys when they can like, 
finally figure out what it what they need to do to get through that hurdle. And it's a big hurdle for a lot of guys. That that's just one example. We did that in business and fitness and finances. And a lot of guys they follow me at Gringo Guides because they're interested in the uh, location independence type lifestyle. So whatever hurdle you have in your life, when you're on a good team, people are actively they're trying to build you up. It may seem like they're trying to cut you down, but for me, like when I'm when I call this guy, hey man, are you a virgin? I'm not trying to cut him down. I want to know because then we know what we're working with and we can help build him up to that level. And then it's almost as if his success is all of our collective success. I feel so good when guys write me testimonials and like, hey man, like wow, you really cleared a lot of stuff for me. I got out of my own way and then now I'm on fire. Like, what do I do to control the abundance? It's like, ahaha, that's that's an advanced level thing. And like when you level up, there will always be new problems you encounter, but they're better problems. Yeah, you definitely have to bring the best out in people. That's that's a true intention right there. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was just like, just for an example, like, yeah, Jaron and I, like, you know, we're going out, we're, we're doing day game and stuff and giving each other tips. And then we come home and we're doing like a project. He gets it done. I'm hopping on my computer and 24 hours, we, we nail it out. And it's just like, this is synchronicity and synergy is so strong. And so, you know, we're all just working together. I feel like when we go out, like we went to Sam's club, like get some stuff for the house. And before I know it, I turn around and Joel's, Joel's going to talk to someone. And uh, a lot of people, and I say this on my channel, um, don't assume everyone speaks English in most foreign countries in tourist areas. Yes. Airports, train stations, transitional places. Yes. Uh, random dude at Walmart. Nope. Not going to speak any English. So, so Joel's getting, so I feel like it's like when you're a kid, like, and your dad's teaching you how to ride a bike and like, he's kind of holding it. Like first you're on the training wheels and you know, dad's right next to you. And then eventually you take the training wheels off. He's kind of holding the seat and he lets you go for a bit and eventually you'll fall over and crash. But I've noticed that it's kind of like that with Joel. I'm like, oh, Joel's off. And then as he's pulling out his phone or I can see, Joel, I've told you this, you can see the face on the people and they're utterly confused. Then I kind of step in, but I've noticed even in the few days you've been here, more time goes by before I have to step in. So, so as, as long as you keep putting yourself out there, you'll get it. And then eventually, you know, you'll, I don't know, maybe you'll have to step in for me at some point. And that's how you can bet a good team. Exactly. I was like, um, right. If you know your team is enthusiastic for everyone's individual wins, right? Nobody's like, you know, jealous or just kind of like trying to downplay it or anything. Like everybody's like on that same way. They're like, oh, like, all right, cool. Like, you know, Steve had a great day today. Amazing. Like everyone's had a great day now because like Steve, you know, did this thing that he was working on. So all right, like it's you know, so when you got people that are genuinely, you know, want to see you win, that's how you know you're on the right team. And if people like, you know, react jealously or try to downplay everything, then it's like, all right, you know, take uh, some serious note about the the team you're on. Yeah, that I feel like you almost need to do like a, I don't want to call it a draft day, but kind of like a draft day constantly in your mind. Like people are constantly, not constantly, because I think that would be a bad way to live. But a lot of times, like if you see some, Steve, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I call it a friend refresh. I think that's the term I use with you. I know, I know what you're fair. talking about. Yeah. yeah, where you where you're just kind of like you're kind of looking out for like those things like maybe somebody was went behind your back for a little bit of cash or something. You're like, okay, he was in a tough spot. I understand, but I'm gonna watch him now. And then year comes around, and you kind of distance yourself from him, and maybe move another person closer, and kind of see how that vibe goes. Like, and not completely cut people immediately, but watch for the the. I, I, I had a whole thought behind this too. Just look for well, the warning signs and stuff. Yeah, but, it's kind of like what they say, right? Uh, excellence is never purchased. It's only rented and rents due every day. So, right. you know, you always have to continuously just, again, be 
monitoring things, right? And making sure that, because um, again, some people are just naturally going to drift apart. Um, some people are going to like kind of change and evolve, but also too, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like very consistent on there, but you know, it's a good sanity check, right? To say like, Hey, like, are we, everything's still good. Everything's still, still gelling. Um, because again, a lot of times, right. Especially as you, you know, transition from like high school to college, right. College out into the world, you do tend to shift your friends, right. Or your friend groups like shift around just because some people are just not on the same wavelength. Maybe they've hit their ceiling and you still got more places to go. Maybe you're just naturally going in completely different directions. But um, again, you always have to be continuously like, um, you know, assessing where, where things are because we're dynamic, right. We aren't stagnant and just like kind of stuck in place. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking more in the, uh, it's a good point, but I was thinking more in the way of like people see some version of your success and they like come in and try to attach themselves to you a little bit, do the koala bear effect and Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, we're cool. And then like you go out and you're like, Oh, you know, you're generous. You're like, I'll pay for the dinner. No big deal. Like I'll tell I'll get it this time. And then next time nobody offers or that person or whatever doesn't offer or whatever. And you're like, Mm. Okay, and then maybe one, maybe you go out with them in a month, one more time, and then they're like, eh, "You're like, wow, this is okay." Now I see where this is kind of headed and a little bit. With those people, I've made the mistake. This happened recently. Someone, a lot of us, has worked with this face and name before, and we no longer work with this person. But at some point, I think Huds, uh, I know you know who I'm talking about. Went on a good friend of mine went on a stream and said something publicly about me. I'm like, dude, I never did that. And then this guy texts me. He's like, "Hey, what the hell, man?" I was like. All right, this guy's a weirdo. Like, I haven't worked with him in months. A bunch of them worked with them. Like, gone. Like, get get him out of here. And, and I realize, and, and it's not just a specific individual. I bring up this instance because it happened recently. But throughout my life, I've noticed you got to be aware of those people that Steve mentioned, those types of people where you're like, I, you know, I'll get it the first time. And you're, you're expecting reciprocity. And then you realize the more generous you are, the more they kind of burn you. And they don't even necessarily do it intentionally. I don't think you know, this transgression the other day was intentional. I think this guy's just kind of clueless. But yeah. it's like, I put a lot of time and energy, really wanted to get you to get it. And you're just not getting it. So at some point, I'm like, all right, I got to pull the plug. And I think those of us on this panel who have worked at this individual, I was probably one of the last ones. I was like, oh, I don't know. He has it. And then I've had to get better at identifying these things immediately and just like, nope, out, not part of my circle, not at my level. You will hold me back as much as I want to help you. You know, there's there's levels to this and you're just not quite there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, unfortunately, I have a little bit of a time constraint, so I've got to bounce a little bit early. So not abandoning the team. But you know, have uh, <laughs> other teams to tend People to. People got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Josh. No, yeah. great, great, great yeah, cast, soon, Josh. Yeah, great cast, guys. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow me, happy Sunday. Check out my socials, but community's launching. They'll tell you a lot more about it soon. Yeah, I'm awesome. super excited for that. And actually, actually, as he's going, Josh brought up a good point. Um, how, managing multiple teams. Um, you don't necessarily have to be locked into one team. Some people get religious about these things, like. Especially in in the gym, you'll get like, oh, I'm a carnivore guy or I'm a vegan or I'm a paleo person. Like, guess what? They all work for different reasons. So add them as tools to your toolkit in that specific example. Same thing with the team thing. Like I'm involved in multiple teams. The way I talk to guys in my private community, like trying to get virgins laid, I don't talk like that when I'm on like a corporate team and I'm talking to HR and they're like a (laughs) DEI type company. So don't do that. You will get yourself in trouble. So you can offer different 
different uh, parts of yourself to different teams to build kind of like a quilt of multiple teams in your life that bring you up as as an individual as a whole. But guy, like guy, some of my gym bros, a lot of them, you know, married, real conservative, um, probably not so into the game type topics or same thing, gym bros, like not into the EDM type scene. That's a part of me that I only let the world see very, very seldomly. And I look forward to it and I plan for those types of things. But there's not a lot of overlap in that part of my life with maybe my top 10% group that I manage, for example. So uh, how do you guys kind of balance that between auditing the multiple teams you're on and how much you give versus getting all those teams and how that builds into like the collective you, I guess, as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking in the in the spirit of teamwork, I, I feel like I didn't hear much from Richie today. And I, I had a question for him about, you know, what we talked about in our last podcast episode is how Richie has such a strong family, especially relationship with your mom, Richie, and you've got siblings. Yep. And I want to know, like, how does... How does being on a team and being in a family and, you know, having everyone feel like they're involved, feeling like they're part of the family, you know, being part of a family must be tough sometimes because sometimes people feel like they're not included or feel like they're not involved. Like, what have you learned about being in such a strong family about like uh, inclusion and, and, you know, fairness and having everyone involved and keeping the team working together? Well, that's an interesting. like I said, yeah, like I said before, it's like everyone has a role and your job is to bring out the best in them. Everyone has their own personality, their own strengths, their own weaknesses. And if you bring that all together and you could focus and put them in the places that they have to be, leading with love and leading with good intentions, that's how you bring out the, the best team you could possibly build. Being part of the team, actually, if you, I mean, as an individual that's maybe feeling like they're not included, sometimes you're not supposed to be included because you're not, you don't have necessarily the the uh, the characteristics that are needed for this particular project. It's not that you're not part of the family. It's just that you're you're just you're just not useful, right? <laughs> you're just not useful. Right? <laughs> this reality, yeah. like, and that's just being being uh, just self interested. Like, it's like I, I don't need to come and do all this stuff with Jaron and Joel and the HUDs right now because I'm not useful in this aspect. It's okay. I can go off and do my own thing too. You don't have to be married to, you know, connected at the hip to be part of the family. In fact, using those times to go out and better yourself in the ways that you, you know, in your strengths and bring them back. That's probably the answer to that question. Because if this, if the person who's like running this project feels like they have to include you, then you being useless in that in that particular project, for lack of a better term, I guess, will make you less in, feel less included than if you just weren't included in the first place. Yeah, you're taken away from the team. And I think that's a good trait to have because I've been in on especially like professional projects where I'll get on a call and I'm like, do I really need to be here? You know, I'm, I'm billing I'm exactly. the hourly. Do I need to be on this call? Do I need to make a decision? Do you need my insight? Do you want me to take notes? And they're like, oh, yeah, none of that. I'm like, can I go? Because I don't, I don't want to take away from the team by them trying to find a spot for me when I might not fit. And I think that's a very useful activity and realizing when you're being unuseful because I don't want to get in someone's way. Sometimes the, you'll see this like in this whole equity and fairness type culture we have in the U.S. where everyone needs to be included. You're like, no, you don't. Because I, I, I've been on projects or teams before where I know I'm taking away from the team. And that's a terrible feeling. Sometimes the best way I can, I can contribute to the team is by not doing anything. Like there's been, there's been, I was yep. a good academic, Such so a I'd be on, concept. I'd be on like college projects or group projects. 
and there'd be a guy's like he's like really wants to help out I'm like hey man the best way you can help is like just by not being involved at all and i'll just put your name on the paper and you're gonna guaranteed get an a because i'm a fucking dork like th- this is the best way you can contribute like it'll create more work for me to go back and do your work than if i just do it all and they're like oh yeah cool man like all right but you're, you're a cool guy in a frat so when i come knocking at the door like i am in like all right cool so. it's, it's self-awareness right like, yeah, that was yeah. this is something that I actually had a lot of trouble understanding because I always felt like if I wasn't being included, then I was doing something wrong or it wasn't exactly. useful. But like, for example, building out the website that I'm doing for the community right now, I'm not going to task Jaron or have him involved with certain like design questions on like getting this different like SSL. Although I do have a background, right? but yep. Yeah, but it's not it's not necessary. You know, it's like I'm not going to task Jaron with building the website just for me to like come in and then have to clean up a couple other things afterwards when he could be spending time working on his course like he's doing right now. But that, yeah, that great, it's coming. Heard, it's going to be good. Dude, I've heard great things about it so far from Joel. Um, so it's it's better suited for you to go ahead and do other things. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're not capable of it, but it's just everybody is fitting their role and doing what they're best at so that we all keep moving forward together. Absolutely. I was the same as you, man. Just like, you know, I always felt like I was being abandoned or something. And, and that's codependency, which Ricky, um, which us three talk about a lot. And we're going to be talking about more how, and I know Jaron, you have some experience with that too. It's, it's such a powerful thing. And it's what I've learned over this is from you, Huds, is that it's not personal. It's never personal. It's just what is best for the team. And I would, like, even at the beginning of this, I would take it personal. I'm like, oh, I'm right, not getting included in this. I have a lot to offer, I think. But uh, and I thought of a part of the team, uh, just like you said, Steve, part, being part of the team sometimes is not being a part of the team. <laughs> well, be and, I mean, it's also, it's also like taking a back seat and it's, it's okay to be third in line. Like there are leaders, like each one of us in this group right now are absolutely fucking divine at something. And it would be a disservice to that person if my ego came in and said, sorry, Richie. I kind of want to take the lead on this one. He, he'll probably back off and go, all right, bro, whatever you want to do. But like, what, what would that, what would that accomplish? Like the whole, if we're looking at the, the larger picture of it, it's like, let them, let the man lead. You know, he's better than you at this. Like it's, it's okay to pass the crown, pass the fucking crown. And that takes a lot of maturity to get to that point. A lot of guys I've coached, a lot of guys that kind of come to these spaces, you, they get these weird ideas like, oh, well, I have to be always alpha all the time. Or, oh, you're being beta if you're not taking the lead. Well, this last weekend, we went to pretty much like a militia training compound. Some ex-Navy SEALs were out there. Um, I, you know, I have some firearm experience, but not compared to these guys that have done multiple combat tours, special operations. Guess what? When they talk, I shut up. There's not a thing I can tell these guys that they don't know. And whereas like if I go golfing with Steve, like like I, I golf maybe two or three times a year with my brothers, like I can hang. I'm not holding up the group or anything. But Steve's actually a really good golfer. So when I'm with him, like, hey man, anything you have to tell me at all, like no ego involved, like I want to get better. So the next time I go with my brothers, like we're moving things along a little yeah. quicker. And it's okay to do that. Um when guys come down here to Mexico, like again, like like Joel, when he goes and starts speaking Spanish with someone, I'll I'll let him go until you know it's time like, all right, hey, let's get this wrapping up moving on. But if a cop came up and started hassling him, I would step in immediately. Like, hey, go to the side here. I'm gonna, like, I'm not gonna let some motherfucker shake us down. You know, there's a way to do that, but I have the experience and proficiency there. So it's not a bad thing. It's not. It's not admitting that you're weak or you're less than if you can defer to someone else who has more experience. And that's a big part of my evolution where I realize, okay, I'm a leader in these areas. 
However, if I – and like real recognizes real. I, I, I can identify immediately if someone's better at me than something. I'm like, oh, cool. Now's, now's a learning opportunity. And that's actually comforting because it's like, all right, I, I thought I had to go at this alone. But now I have someone that actually knows this. And it's comforting because this person can lead the way in this area. And you'll see it switch sometimes. There are times when I lived in San Diego. I'd go out with a buddy who was well-connected with the downtown scene there. So like never had to wait in line, knew all the business owners, get us into like all the hot spots. Like always, he'd literally walk behind the bar and serve drinks and no one would save anything to him. We'd walk into a place, not have to pay cover, go right up to the DJ booth, we'd be sat. But then there'd be those nights back when I was younger, like, hey man, everything closes early in California. Let's take the after party to Tijuana. And it was really funny walking around downtown San Diego. He'd be the leader of the group. The minute we crossed that border, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I became the leader. Like, all right, we're in my territory now like there's a way things are done down here and it's not the california way so defer to me take a back seat i shall take the lead so we have a good time and not a bad time and it's okay it's fine to do that it's amazing it's amazing actually how we can if if you're if you have that right synergy with your friends how you can do that because it's not an ego play like we all know each other bro like <laughs> we know what we're good at and there's no reason to even question it so just do what you got to do right yeah. no that's that's great and you know we're, we're came up on the one hour mark here i think uh i think we talked about a lot of great things a lot of great things to to really kind of to think on with teamwork because i don't think i fully understood it myself until like a couple years ago and that's most of my life i didn't truly fully understand it and so when you do and things start clicking. Oh, it, it it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So let's let's go around. We'll start with Steve, and then we'll loop back up. Just uh, let people know where to find you, what you're up to, anything else you want to plug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, find me on Instagram at Esteban the Bold. Um, I am focused on training for a triathlon, moving into an Ironman next year, and uh, most of my content is going to be centered mostly around that. Um, just kind of like the fat to fit transformation and kind of going a little bit beyond that, I guess. But yeah, Instagram, Esteban the Bold. Oh, Ricky, Ricky, you're muted. Yeah, muted. Thanks, guys. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, I am the higher self. So I work with extraordinary leaders and miraculous healers to help them discover and become their true authentic selves. So they stop seeking validation externally and start creating that validation internally which I think is the most important aspect of leadership and teamwork, being able to build my team up, focus more on them than I focus on myself. So if you're a leader who wants to expand your results and uh, start going deeper instead of wider in the work that you do, you can check me out on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Richie. <laughs> yeah. No, I was having a little audio issue. That was, that was the case. Uh, no, no. So you can follow me on Instagram right now. I'm trying to really uh, build that, build a team of like really like-minded individuals everybody getting on the same page and um i'm on that brick and mortar stage right now but i really feel confident that i'm attracting a lot of good people in my life and it's going very well good stuff mm -hmm. all right my turn and i know we're wrapping up but on this one real quick feel like you're outgrown the team jaron 
sometimes that happens. But what I try to do is I try to build people up to my level. So then when I vacate that spot, then someone else can take it for me. So uh, Steve, you actually told me this years ago, and I use this in job interviews. When I build new teams, I build them like, uh, was it, I think you said a wheat silo, where you, you build one level and then you have a crane lifted up and then you build another level underneath it. So uh, that's what I'd say to respond to that question. Guys, uh, my name's Jaron. Did a name change recently. I used to be men's shrine. I'm at Gringo Guides now. That's so I can do more of the Mexico living abroad topics. I'll still talk about dating, but more as it pertains to international stuff. You know, I'm really good with the Latin women. Um, have that part of my life down pat. Uh, Joel's getting to see some of that, and he's, he's going to get going here real quickly. He's starting to bring leads through the funnel, so it'll be exciting once he, he gets that part of his life going. But um, any, any, any kind of stuff like that. I've lived, I've lived down in Mexico on and off for 20 years. I played ball down here. I did the dating thing and conquered it before the internet even existed, before smartphones. Um, I know the ins and outs of, of the place. I'm going to start doing Spanish videos. I speak Spanish exceptionally well. I do streams in Spanish on Thursday afternoons. So if, if you're curious about any of those types of topics, you know, want to start uh, – evolving away from the manosphere red pill type type topics and actually get on it and get doing it well i'm a systems and structures guy i'll show you exactly how to do it at gringo guides dm me to join the top 10 percent or the new community we're launching this friday and uh, i'll see you on future streams thanks for having me cool uh joel uh from sobriety university come over on youtube i do addiction and recovery related content and really helping people get sober from drugs alcohol you name it any of those vices that um, take us away from who we are at our at our core and uh, just, yeah, really excited to be connecting with so many people through it. Um, Ricky and I actually connected through sobriety coaching. So he reached out to me, um, was trying to quit weed and he, and he did it. And it's just, I'm, I'm very proud to see how far you've come with it. And it's what, what's beautiful about it is that now him and I are working together in other areas. Like we've, we've developed a relationship beyond just coaching. So if, you know, we all, I think we all hear coach to some degree, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Because one, you just never know what kind of relationship will develop outside of the coaching. And two, you'll never know how your life could actually change uh, amazingly for the better. So uh, and as well, like uh, Ricky is an amazing coach. He took me through uh, inner child healing the other day. That was just absolutely profound. I shed a few tears and I healed some parts of myself that have been at war for a very long time. And so first off, I want to acknowledge you, Ricky, for, Thank you, for helping me with that. Yep. And guys, hit them up. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing work. And you can really find those are great activities, by the way. I'm, I'm glad you went through that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you, Ricky. It's, it's just, you know, we're all, we're all coming together here. And um, yeah, I can't wait to connect you guys with you guys more. Uh, Sobriety University community launched as well. So you can check that out on the website uh, that Mr. Hud's over here created. It's a beautiful website. And uh, we're going to be, you know, sharing all kinds of stuff and helping people in all areas uh, of love and life besides just getting sober. Great stuff. Great stuff. So I don't have too much to, uh, to plug. I mean, as always, you hit me up on Instagram with any dating que uh, questions, or if you want to schedule a consult, uh, definitely more than happy to help. Um, I really am. I'm so excited for the men of now community. Uh, you've got all of these people here that will be involved in some way, shape or form. And we all come from very, very different backgrounds uh, with this community. I won't go into all the details, but with this community, it's going to be a bunch of guys all trying to level up. Um, we will have weekly webinars. So you're going to be able to um, kind of have things that need to be behind a paywall, certain stuff that maybe we can't say publicly. Um, more that <laughs> I know Jared's got plenty of things that he's itching, itching to talk about. Sexual hygiene kit. I cannot say any of that publicly. I've helped two buddies build those in the last month. Like there's a specific way to do that and you'll never get STDs, but can't, can't say yeah. it publicly. 
Yep. Yeah, no, it's so it's it's great. There's gonna be so many, so many interesting things. I mean, every type of like niche advanced topic that you can think of that doesn't get talked about, uh, the information's gonna be there. So we'll give more information on everything uh this Friday. But yes, Friday, October 13th, next Friday will be the official launch. So I'm really looking forward for having you guys in there with us because it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing journey for all of us. Um, and then just as always, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that type of stuff. You know, if you enjoy this type of content or you know anybody in your circle that, you know, has been looking for stuff like this or is trying to level up in one area of life, frustrated, whatever, definitely send them our way. I mean, we're doing stuff like this all the time. And then definitely comment below uh, different topics you want us to cover. We're open for anything. And the network is huge. So if we don't have an expert specifically on that, I will get one. So that's that's all I got. So I just want to say thank you guys. This was absolutely fantastic. Any final thoughts? Go birds. Yeah, shut my brain off. I did my outro and I was done. I was like, yeah, yeah, good. That's why I'm in the stream. I need to go see the Eagles win again. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace Thanks, out. Guys. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.